which I will get into my opinions of that once we start. But um, sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sure. Did you see the Spencer Jones thing? Like, hey, he talked some shit, uh, got slapped, like <laughs> got got his ears boxed and then got choked out. I did not know, but I can also look that up. Yeah, it's, easily. it's good stuff. It is good okay. stuff, man. For sure. Oh, yeah, seeing it now. Um, he almost lost his eye. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly. But I mean, like, okay, from what I saw of it, like, he's hardly a victim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he, no, I'm looking at it now. He tried to bully, uh, uh, bully someone who who he's, got, who he's got like a fifty pound weight advantage on, and uh, hey, here's a good lesson: I'm not bullying someone because you don't know what kind of training they have. No, you never know who you're fighting. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to stretch this out for like twenty more seconds before I start, so I have a nice round number to remember. Sure, I mean, <laughs> I could just casually watch the Lakers game and watch them piss away another game. If you want, (laughs) kind of doing it anyway. All right. (laughs) All right, we're ready. All right. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to It Doesn't Matter What We Call This. As always, we are recording in the late hours of February 22nd, 2021. Actually, over in Matt's uh, neck of the woods, it's actually the 23rd right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Um, we're living in the future, um, mm-hmm. and a uh, couple of things I can tell you: uh, COVID nineteen, it's over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no, I'm but uh, that... yeah, I, I, I it, 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 it turns out uh, we're we're just more tired than you are, because <laughs> one of the shitty things about living on the East Coast is we stay up for the same like sports games that you guys stay up for. We just have to stay up like <laughs> longer, and work still starts at the same time. Like your work yeah. starts at nine, my work starts at nine, but I we both, you know, I stayed up till one in the morning, you stay up till midnight. Like that's that's the difference. That, exactly that's the difference. So we just start, and everyone's like, everyone in the rest of the country always says like, "Why are New Yorkers so mean?" It's like because we're fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. That's- like the city is called the city that never sleeps for yeah. a reason. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> like, why are New Yorkers so many? Well, we're tired, and on top of it, it's fucking cold. <laughs> like, yeah. the South got yeah. a taste. Of, we talked about it last week. The South got a taste of the cold for like six days, and like destroyed it. Like that's our life for four months. <laughs> so, yeah. they, you know think what? about it's it. Great. It is great. You mentioned that because today it got in the 60s over here and it felt amazing. Like spring is already here. Yeah, that must be awesome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Hey, hey, good for you, bro. (laughs) Good for you. No, it's uh, literally if if I have I I should send you a picture of what my yard looks like. Cause we have so much snow and it stormed again today, by the way. And then we got like six more inches of snow, which by the way, is just a Monday. Like nobody cares. Schools did not close. <laughs> like it was <laughs> business as usual, but I get yeah. home and my snow pile in front of my yard. Cause my uh, father-in-law plows by driveway. Cause he has a sweet ass John Deere tractor. But anyway, um, it is massive. I should literally send you a picture because it's, it's insane. 
And if it was 60 degrees today, I might cry because there'd be like massive flooding right now. We have that much snow. <laughs> you know, we need to take it easy. I mean, like a couple 40 degree days, you know, 45. Yeah. That. 60 degrees. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be talking to you from my swimming pool, but I don't have one. So. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Yeah, Good man. stuff. So let me ask you, because, you know, getting right down to business, uh, Daniel Bryan won the chamber, immediately lost in, like, from what I read on the wiki, like 90 seconds by TKO. Yeah. yeah. And Edge came out, speared Roman. They've been teasing it for a little bit, so it's not necessarily a shock. Um, but we have confirmed Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. I, I guess that's a thing you could do. Um, <laughs> it it means something to someone. Um, I it, here's the funny thing, and and it like I mean, not so much in this podcast because he hasn't been active, but like you've known me for a long time, like yeah. Brock Lesnar to me, like Brock Lesnar is my guy. And I made like a Twitter career for a while, just like tweeting about Brock Lesnar and (laughs) people to me, like, like, like people like me who are like UFC fans and just like Brock Lesnar fans from his early run. Like we, we showed up, Hey, Brock Lesnar's wrestling. I'm showing the fuck up. Okay. And, and it'll continue if he comes back. Mm-hmm. I think that they're thinking that like people are just going to tune into WrestleMania or maybe like buy the network or whatever the case or Peacock because mm-hmm. Edge is is in the main event. And I don't think I think they misread the room. Like I like Edge. Edge is nice. I was yeah. a huge Edge fan during his like original run, like all the way back from like you think you know me right through the end. Actually, I was I was an Edge guy. But yeah. It, when he retired, I was like, okay, that's kind of sucks. And I liked Edge. And then I moved on and I never cared if I ever saw another Edge match. So, like, I guess it's fine, but it isn't this nostalgia like, fuck yeah, Edge is back. Let's go. You know, it's, it's not The Rock versus Cena. I'll tell you that. No. Like, no. Uh, there there is this clamoring to see this guy. And, I, I'm not bashing him either. Like he's awesome. He's a great wrestler, yeah. but it's it's not the effect that they're going. I know the effect they're going for, and it's not working. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was gonna ask you because okay, like to me, Edge, you know, fighting Roman to me it screams like, hey, this is someone Roman can beat, and it's not going to quote unquote hurt them by losing to him. And like, because Edge is what he's in like his mid forties now, right? Right. Yeah. No, he's not a young man. Yeah. So to me, like, he's already been established. A loss. A loss. Pardon me. Is definitely not going to again, quote unquote, hurt him. Uh, to me, I this does not scream night two main event. This barely screams night one main event. To be honest, no, with you. not at all. And and my my thing is, it's like. Why why are you doing all of this with Edge to have him lose? Like you yeah. you could you could you you literally don't have to have him win the Royal Rumble. If you just want him to lose to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, yeah. Then rebook the Royal Rumble, have who you know, somebody anybody else win yeah. and they can challenge for 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 the WWE title 
and just have Edge come back and push Roman, you know, a la Goldberg, mm-hmm. and say, we're wrestling at WrestleMania. And everyone will go, <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. waste a Royal yeah. Rumble on the guy. Like, you you use the Rumble because you're going to elevate him. Like, I, I kind of assumed right up until what you just said is like, well, Edge is probably going to win, and that's stupid. And Roman beating Edge <laughs> is just as stupid because it's like, what does that do for yeah. Roman Reigns? Like, really? Yeah. They, I, yeah. The Undertaker, beating the Undertaker really didn't do shit for him. And we've talked about that before, but it's like, <laughs> okay, you, you've established your spear is a little better than his. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No. It, it's not like, it's not like we're going to wake up the day after WrestleMania and think, you know what? He is Stone Cold Steve Austin after all. God damn it, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns is the guy. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah, that's so weird to me. But like, I'm not so shocked they went with Edge to fight to fight Roman because it's like, well, who's Drew gonna fight? And to me, like, the answer is pretty clear after last night because you know he wins the chamber. And then he immediately right after gets attacked by Lashley, who lost the U.S. title earlier in the night, didn't get pinned, whatever. And then The Miz comes out, cashes in on him. And a little over 10 years ago, or pardon me, a little little over 10 years apart, he cashes in money in the bank, wins the WWE Championship again, and he wins it less than two months until WrestleMania. And the thing of it is, like, even with that timeline, even with that six to seven week gap, I still don't think The Miz is going to be in the title match at WrestleMania. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I think, I think, I think people will be literally shocked. Yeah. If he is like, mm-hmm. they have so much time to kill. And I guess he could even be in the match. Like, I don't think, I don't think he'll be a champion, but no. Uh, there, it, it, the pro, the problem with this, with Miz, and I hate to be this whole like pick apart the booking because I don't really want to do that forever. But like these are kind of yeah. things. Like, okay, you basically ran back the same, literally the same storyline from ten years ago. Like, yes. I'm gonna cash in. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. I'm not. I am. I am. Like, I'm smarter than this. Blah 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 blah. And then it works. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you're the champion. Well, what are what like they're gonna have to do something different? Obviously, it worked because it was inevitable that Cena was gonna beat him at WrestleMania, and then like we got swerved and we got the Rock storyline, and that was actually kind of yeah. cool in hindsight, like pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I, was, I I I don't know if I've told you where I was a Cena hater at the time, not really mm-hmm. now. But like at the time, I was like I was. I took things way more seriously than I do now, and I'm like. So, let me ask. At that time, yeah. you would have been what, like late twenties, right? I was no mid, mid. Don't 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 date mid twenties. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was. I think I was like twenty seven. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting there. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was right in that age range of like, oh, edgy sixteen going on seventeen year old who hates John Cena and likes so-and-so and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I was in the same boat. Yeah. Right. So, so you're like, like, but did you, 
were you at that point where you're like fucking work rate mid sucks too or because there was a lot of that like there was so much hatred towards that main event like where were you at um see i like i was never like super big on the work rate thing like i i I say that yeah but it's funny to me because like you know like i've told you my favorites before like benoit brian Sami Zayn. And two of those three are literally like the most technical wrestlers of all time. And the the third is not too far behind either. Um, although he's more balanced. Uh, but no, I wasn't big on like, oh, if he doesn't have a good work rate, I don't want to watch him. Right. Right. No, I, I get that. It's just, it's, yeah. it's funny because I remember at the time, I mean, it was kind of, Twitter existed and I was on it, but like, for the most part, uh, it was a lot of message boards. Still was like driving the wrestling online thing. And everybody was like, you know, fuck Cena. Cena sucks. But Miz sucks too. And he can't wrestle. No one can <laughs> wrestle. This match is going to, you know, if you go back and watch, the whole show kind of sucked. Like WrestleMania 27 uh, wasn't good. Like 27 is legitimately one of the worst WrestleManias they've ever yeah. done. Yeah. Like, like probably the the okay, to, like I'm 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 shooting off the cuff here. Like CM Punk versus Randy Orton was the best match on the show, mm-hmm. unless you liked what Triple H and Undertaker did. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Well, in a vacuum, it might be like, oh, that match was really good. But like, when though. you take the whole picture, but when you take the whole picture and you're like oh, well, Undertaker won the match, but we're going to act like he lost so we can do this match again next year. Right. And, well, and it's just, it's insulting. It really is, man. It is. It is. And and the, and the build, it, it's funny because <laughs> I love that we're doing a 10 years ago podcast because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 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 no, let, let's do it for a second because the build to that first Undertaker Triple H match sucked Mm -hmm. and they only topped it by the following year by making it suck again because they did it wrong (laughs) twice now the only thing they got off the hook for is the second match was amazing yeah with the hell in the cell in in miami but the first Mm -hmm. going back to the first match so like okay you're booking it and triple h wants it so bad and takers like no no, not you, not you, man. It's like, motherfucker, you've been wrestling like Mark Henry at these things. Like, like why are you special? You know? Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, you beat his buddy twice. You think you'd want to yeah. kill him. Like, I, I just remember even watching it the first time. I'm like, okay, well, where does he get off not wanting this match? Like, who are you going to wrestle, bro? Like, Alex Riley? <laughs> yes, A-Ry. Yeah. Might have been better gasket match oh my god that's that is hilarious but but yeah so in it's so so they have the match it's not very good it's it's literally like taker paint it was like a shittier version of the first sean match and it was like paint by numbers and whatever like you said okay taker won but let's pretend he lost oh my god he's getting stretchered out is he gonna live (laughs) i don't know he's gonna put his fist up (laughs) i need I ordered this show to watch him put his fist up. God damn it! But uh, and then and then the next year it's even dumber because now mm-hmm. Triple H who lost the match is like, "Don't need you, bro." 
like, <laughs> no, you kind of do. You want to beat him yeah. to break the streak, you fucking idiot. And yeah, beat him. And, oh, and how about the first match? The first match they pretended like the match WrestleMania 17 match never happened. Yep, I remember that. I remember yeah. that quite well. And it's like you're you're ignoring like one of the better Undertaker matches or Triple H matches to happen at WrestleMania. Yes, right, right. Like, like that was like a great match. It was at WrestleMania 17. To me, still the best WrestleMania they've ever done, and they mm-hmm. they just disregarded it. And then yep. jumping all the way to the third match. So, yeah, I, I get that you don't want to act like the guy, the one guy won the first two matches, but he's also undefeated. And there's this thing called the internet where I can look up who won. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then they get there and Triple H doesn't want to wrestle. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, why would I care? Why would I care? Now, we get to Miami. They lower the cell. It's fucking awesome, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you liked it. If it's your cup of tea. I thought it was great. I did. Yeah. I did. Like, I was in my, like, Daniel Bryan phase. And that was the big, like, WrestleMania 28, 18 seconds, whatever. I did the math. I, I looked it up. I, I did the math. I looked it up. Memory Remains is, like, three minutes long. And they played all of the Memory Remains as the Hell in the Cell lowered down. And I was like, oh, so this entrance for the Hell in a Cell was 10 times as long as Bell to Bell Daniel Bryan's match was. That's cool. <laughs> Dude, in, in fairness to Vince, okay, yeah, he paid, he paid for all those LEDs, and that was kind of his first real go-around with that. And he was going to mm-hmm. get the money out of that shit. Like, when they had mm-hmm. the low shot of the, you know, yeah. I mean, A-Rod and, and Corey Wilson were, were there at the time as an item. I mean, mm-hmm. A lot going on. A lot more. A lot more than yep. just some work rate. A lot more than just that's some bingo hall, bingo hall fucking champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair enough. And also, you've got to consider like those, like even borrowing uh, the rights to a Metallica song can't be cheap. So you got to get as much mileage out of it as you can. Dude, they must have because if, I don't know if you remember this, but um, Triple H came out at twenty seven. WrestleMania twenty seven. Is that what you're going to talk about? When he came out to Four Horsemen, but it wasn't yeah. on the DVD, so they only paid for it to be on the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and then and they the had next- a shitty like it was like a shitty Jim Johnston cover of For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yes. Oh, not yeah, not not yes, yes. Of course, it wasn't Four Horsemen. It was For Whom the Bell Tolls. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lars. Lars is probably gonna sue us for just talking about this. By the way, um, probably uh, he deserves it, but. Um, no, so yeah, he comes out to that, and then the, and then it wasn't on the DVD, it wasn't on anything, and then the following year they did it the right way, spent the right amount of money, which is interesting. Like, like you've heard the stories how Vince like changes his mind and like goes in a lane for once in a while. It, it, it's funny, like so he 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 basically bought uh, Cult of Personality and the Metallica song all in like kind of like the same time frame. When he never yeah. paid for music, and hasn't since, by the way, so it must have cost him a lot of money. Yeah, probably, probably, like, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what they pay every year for like the headline song of WrestleMania. Probably not even that much because, like, they think yeah. of like the exposure that the band gets or whatever. Yeah. So let me ask you though, because we did get kind of we kind of got in the weeds there. 
I feel like I love the weeds. I live in the weeds. Sure, uh, yeah, sure enough. Me too, brother. Um, that being said, Bobby Lashley next week is going to fight the Miz for the WWE title. Do you think he wins it there? Do you think it gets delayed until Fastlane? Do you think he wins it at all before Mania? Great questions. I'd like to go back and talk about CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I don't think the match happens next week, or if it does, there's like chicanery. Like something happens. Or something. Yeah. Something happens. So we get to fast lane and there's a triple threat. That's where that's where I think we're headed. I, I think we're headed for that. Like, like, for whatever reason, Bobby Lashley has convinced some fans who hated him for the past years that he should be champ. Um, yeah. Drew McIntyre had a pretty, in my opinion, pretty good reign considering COVID, considering everything, and nobody mm-hmm. seems to give a fuck about him. Um, yeah. And then The Miz, who everyone hates, and even people who used to like him, I'm putting myself in that camp, <laughs> I just don't like what they're doing now because it doesn't feel any different than what we did 10 years. Like 10 years ago, I'm like, oh, wow, we're doing something different. And we had like, even, I hate to keep going the way back machine, but like the the, the Nas and P. Diddy hype video, like you had a mainstream yep. song and that was a sick mainstream song. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's easy to find on YouTube. Hate me now, yep. Miz, type it in. You'll probably find it. Um, we're just doing the same shit. And... Yep. And that does that doesn't work for me, brother. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, in my opinion, I'd love to see a triple threat, and I guess you could have Lashley win it. But I'm not going to say if it's Lashley versus Drew at Mania, I'm any more excited than I am right. Like that whole picture just isn't really my jam. Isn't really my thing. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mention that because, like. I watched a little bit, not a lot of Impact in 2016, but a little bit. And this is literally the main event from Slammiversary that year. <laughs> like, the only thing they could do to, like, make it completely like a carbon copy of that is if it was like a knockout, tap-out only stipulation. And it's funny to me because there are people out there praising the Bobby Lashley character, and I don't mind it. I think it's fine. It's a little uh, one-dimensional, in my, in my opinion. But he's doing literally the same character he did for like the last three years he was in TNA. Would you argue though? See, this is my argument with with the current Lashley character. MVP is carrying the whole thing. Like, well, he's MVP, kind of the same guy. It's just it's just he's associated with MVP, who makes things well, better. And I, I will forgive you for not having watched Impact in 2014. Hardly anyone did, but. MVP was his manager in 2014 through 2015. Oh my God. <laughs> so they really are just rehashing the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. MVP is being the mouthpiece and everything. Okay. Well, well then, okay. I'll, I'll just say this. If we're going to, if we're going to do all that. Yeah. Abyss versus Drew McIntyre at Mania. Book it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just the run back tax, to the abyss baby. versus Joseph. Hart Dump game. out the tax. <laughs> Love it. Oh man. 
I'm so glad. Well, okay, I'm a little bit conflicted because I did subscribe to a year of Impact Plus. Ran me like $72, so you do the math. That's not a bad deal. No, I might Um, do that right now. Never watch them. I don't feel bad. (laughs) No, You know what? We are being documented, but I'm still going to say it anyway. If you want to PayPal me $3 a month, I'll give you my login. I don't care. (laughs) Um. The only thing I hate is that, like, they have a little bit of the impact from 2008 and then, like, nothing from, like, the rest of the spike run. And then, like, a little bit in 2015 and 16 and then 17 to present day, it's all there. But, like, there's a solid, like, eight, almost nine-year gap where there's, like, hardly any impact on there at all. Look, they they, they don't want to acknowledge the Hogan-Bischoff run either. That's okay. I think it's more a matter of like Anthem probably can't get the rights to the spikes to certain spike stuff for some reason, which kind of sucks. So, which like, is so weird. Like, like why yeah. would uh, whoever the fuck? I mean, I mean Paramount, whatever they call them at Viacom. Like, why would they care? Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. would they be holding on to that footage and, and be like, no? Like, unless unless yeah. they think they're going to sell it to Vince. They may, like they, the only thing I come up with. And this is possible because it is impact. And we have heard of uh, situations like with the GFW stuff where they taped over the master copies of the GFW tapings and Mm -hmm. got sued. Uh, Maybe they lost the master copies to these impacts for some reason. (laughs) That'd be a damn shame. Like that would be. So I'm going to have to go on YouTube if I want to watch staying beat drunk Jeff Hardy. Yeah, well, no, that that was on pay-per-view, so you could still watch that, because they got all the pay-per-views on there. Oh, but, um, well, thank goodness. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, the epic, like, James Storm surprise title win, which was, like, one of the loudest reactions I've ever heard in the Impact Zone. Gotta mm-hmm. go to YouTube for that. The nice, the the amazing heel turn of Bobby Roode smashing the beer bottle over James Storm's head. Yeah. Gotta go to YouTube. That. That's actually good uh, shit. I've seen. I've watched that a few times. That's that's that is really good. The episode of Impact after Lockdown 2013, where Bully Ray gives you play by play on the most epically built uh, reveal of an invasion leader ever. YouTube as well. Here's a question for you, mm-hmm. because I know you know this. Who was the girl's yeah. name with the pregnancy angle? <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years, but yeah. uh, that was a that was a uh, actor at the Universal Studios who, by the way, she ultimately ended up leaving Impact pretty early because, like, she was getting harassed on her at the time MySpace page. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but her character name was Claire Lynch. She was the Claire cousin Lynch. of Dixie Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see Claire Lynch, got to go to YouTube. Claire Lynch. I, I, I don't oh, know man. why, but like whenever I hear like weird, obscure names like that, I always mm-hmm. divert to Southern wrestler talking in an interview now. And I always think, <laughs> of, okay, this is, this is always my cadence and it's stupid, but I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Claire Lynch, hell of a hand, never drew a dime. Hell of a hand. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, like, Mike Graham. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, 
like no, like if you, you could say any name like that when it's any name you'll you'll always get that re- like unless it's like like rick flair like oh you know they'll they'll, they'll like 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 bloviate for 15 minutes about rick flair but then mm-hmm. you'll you'll be like um you know barry ronnie Dumbledore. garvin <laughs> ronnie garvin hell of a hand good worker good kid good kid good kid <laughs> Good kid. Never drew a dime. It always ends with never drew a dime. <laughs> oh, that's like the nice southern bless your heart. Oh, it means I'm talking bad about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the other the, my other favorite trope from from that same thing is whenever they're complaining about current wrestling, it's always it's it's always slow it down, kid. Grab a hold, tell a story. <laughs> it always <laughs> ends with tell a story. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! That's great, <laughs> dude. Oh, Mike Mazanin, hell of a hand. <laughs> Good kid. Never drew a dime. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Mike Mazanin. Hell of a reality show guy. Never drew a dime. <laughs> he is like the king of reality shows, though, man. <laughs> right. Like, even to this day. Like, But here's what's funny. So my wife could give a shit about wrestling, okay? Could yeah. give a shit about wrestling. She yeah. was watching with me, like, years ago, and she goes, like, right out of the blue, she goes, that's The Miz. Like, not from wrestling, straight up from real world. That's yeah. the Miz. I'm like, that's the Miz. So we're watching it and she's laughing. We're having fun, like watching bullshit wrestling. So, so Christmas rolls around and she buys my son. It's he's not even one years old yet. She buys him a Mike the Miz action figure. So the only wrestling <laughs> action figure my son has is the is the champ. Okay. And uh, tomorrow I'm off from work. I'm gonna stay home with my son. And I'm gonna hold up that action mm-hmm. figure, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna say to him, "What I'm gonna say to him? Mm-hmm. What am I gonna say to him? What are you gonna say to him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mike the Miz, Connor. Look at oh, Mike yeah. the Miz. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, say." There we go. Hell of a hand, <laughs> but it's going to finish with <laughs> never drew a dime. <laughs> that I love it. say to him, but no, it's I it's, it's it. just funny because I I said to her, uh, I like literally yesterday. I go, I go. You're never going to believe this. I go. The Miz won the belt again. She's like. He's still doing that. I'm like, yeah, he's still doing that. <laughs> They're still letting him. <laughs> Yep, yep. Man, it is crazy. And this is going to sound ageist to me because we're, we're about to get out of the wrestling pro, uh, pro portion. But um, I really wish that WWE and help mainstream companies in general had a 45 rule. Like, hey, you hit 45, you're not wrestling anymore. If you are, it's like a special occasion. You're not going for a title, whatever. Um, Saudi Arabia thing doesn't matter. 45 hard and fast you're retired that's how it should be but they take so long to bring these guys along now i mean 
these guys are like like 36, 37 before they ever even get like a crack at it. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, like you need some drawing years, especially yep. you know, now like like they aren't even gonna do house shows even when everything comes back. So it's like, I don't know, you you're gonna have a lot of aging wrestlers and with a lighter schedule, I I, I think guys are gonna hang around longer. Especially with the WWE yep. style, like you're not killing yourself, you're not doing. You know, uh, here's a question for you. We're going to switch off WWE for a second, but like, how long? Can, how long do you think Dean Ambrose or John Moxley? Sorry, how long can he do <laughs> what he's doing? Uh, you mean the death match garbage on weekends and uh, AEW on Wednesdays and the occasional New Japan thing? Yeah, and when things go full tilt, like I think you will be going to Japan and wrestling, doing AEW on TV and doing like Josh Barnett's, you know, blood, death, whatever, and doing all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like grandma. I know what it is. It's blood sport, and uh, it's kind of yeah. I was gonna say like, like like he's doing a whole bunch of shit. He's not that mm-hmm. young. And it seems like no. he's like upping the ante when he should be living off his like the old school method would be live off your name, throw on a rear chin lock, brother. You know, you know, like the Hogan method, like just you know work your shit. You're you're everyone paid to see you. They're already here. Yep. And have you ever heard that thing with Kurt Angle with Hogan? Because it makes sense to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Have you ever heard it? No. Okay. Apparently not. So they hope. Hogan and Kurt Angle are in the ring. Forget what it is, what show it even is. But I heard Kurt Angle talking about an interview, and it's perfect because he they lock up in the middle of the ring. And Kurt was known, obviously, for kicking ass and being stiff. And mm-hmm. they lock up, and Terry pulls him in tight, and he goes, they already paid to be here, brother. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true like you already drew yeah. the crowd like and it's so like 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 i feel like moxley is doing the opposite of that it's like you could yeah. draw them in off your promos off your name off your you know he does have he can have good matches without killing himself i mean his match with jericho was so good when he won the title yeah. and they didn't do anything you know yeah oh. and yet he he feels this i don't know if he has a scratch this like indie itch where he's like no, me and Kenny, we're just, you know, going to drop an atomic bomb on each other. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I've told you this, but I get to see their exploding death match in person in Jacksonville. Wait, you're going? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. I remember you talked about maybe going and you are going. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, to be there, that could be insane. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know who also might be in the building. There's not going to be that many people. You know who might be there. Uh, enlighten me. Your boy Snowden. Edward Snowden. The other one. <laughs> oh yeah, the the, uh, the MMA blogger. Gotcha. So Edward Snowden isn't gonna isn't gonna show up at Revolution. Gotcha. The MMA blogger. That's funny. <laughs> No, I, I don't know that he's going, but I, think I mean he might no be going. disrespect. I don't I don't read his stuff. <laughs> I just remember one time you were, you were like, "Hey, he's being a tough guy." Yeah, 
Yeah, we we discussed that on the old show actually. Now yeah. that I think of it, yeah. But uh, man, that's wow. Yeah. Oh, you're, hey, we've been dude, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a long time out from going to that either. No, no, I'm I'm leaving a week from Friday actually. Yeah, so because it's a Saturday night pape, right? Sunday, actually, it's their first Sunday. Oh, what the fuck! I know, right? And apparently, it like coincides with like all of the NBA All Star festivities because they're doing them all on the same day this year. That's weird because I like TNT usually handles all that, so like they they can't even love that they're doing that. Well. The thing is, I think the rescheduling was to, like, I think they wanted to avoid a Jake Paul fight, and I think they had to avoid another MMA card as well. Oh, yeah. Like, I, well, we can't do either. there. You're right about that. There is a massive, and I know nobody cares about UFC besides me, like, on, like yeah. who listen to this, but, like, there is a massive, there's a triple header uh, UFC the, the night before. So yeah. you don't want to be going against that, because I, I will be watching Revolution, be, now that I think about it, be, because it is the next night. But if it came down to that, or like I said, it's UFC triple header, I'm probably going UFC triple header. To be honest with you. Yeah, I imagine. Maybe Mel- imagine. maybe Meltzer that- clued them into that. Meltzer is like a uh, love, love you, love you, love you, uh, love, lo- love you guys. Uh, but I'm not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, just, I just, I think that's how the conversation went. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. <laughs> but man, like, imagine like the kind of guap you'd have to have to um, to buy like that UFC triple header and that AEW show in the same weekend. That's a lot of money, man. But that's a lot of money. That someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. is gonna have now. Well, hey, before we get into him, and I do want to get into him. Damn it! As, but hey, one I, second. A you natural said, segue. You're just like, no, we're good. I, I gotta, I gotta say something. Hey, like Michael Hayes, I'm gonna get my shit in here. Um, now, as you said last week, Matt doesn't like watching wrestling. He likes making money. So I make enough money where I can watch two bullshit pay-per-views in the same fucking weekend. Mm-hmm. That's all of it. Absolutely. But no, no, absolutely, dude. That 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 Tatis contract is so polarizing because yeah, I, I just in the people I've talked to, it's either this is brilliant, it's even going to be cheap at the end, which it might be, mm-hmm. um. Or I've heard this is the dumbest fucking thing since Bobby Bonilla. Like, <laughs> and and think about it. Like Bobby, when the Mets signed Bobby Bonilla, I'm old enough. Yeah. You you're not, but I'm old enough. It seemed like a smart thing to do. Like, yeah. they didn't do it because they go, well, this is fucking dumb. Like, like they did it because they thought it was smart. Like the. Padres yeah. are doing this contract because they want to do this contract and he wants to sign it. Like, like it's a mutual thing. Like, and so like there is a chance he's, a, he's not what this contract is. Like there's a chance he busts out. 
He's so young. How do we know? It's not like when the Angels signed Mike Trout to his most recent deal. It's like, okay, you're already in the Hall of Fame. Let's pay you like you should be. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, I yeah. love Tatis Jr. One of my favorite players. Yeah. The way he plays the game, it's so like violent and joyous all at the same time. I love it, but I, I'm not sure I would sign him to this. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't feel uh, so much trepidation if I'm the Padres, so much as I'm if I'm Tatis Jr. Because, like, to me, hear me out, hear me out. The key, like, for most players is not necessarily making money. Like, yeah, that's a that's a great bonus, and and for some people, yeah, maybe it is. Like, hey, I'm just here to make money, but it's about winning championships. And you're literally, and I'm not saying sports cities are cursed like certain sports cities are cursed but there is the chargers never won a super bowl yeah the padres have been padres. world series got their ass kicked in both mhm yeah and you just signed up to lock yourself in there from age 21 to 35 the entire prime of your career yeah. like wherever that's going to land uh and barring a trade, you're stuck there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost see, and and when you put it that way, it almost it almost hits me in this way because like yes, you could say signing that contract, you have absurd self-belief that you're gonna drive this team to a championship, but you also have enough self-doubt because if you didn't sign this contract. And you took the regular major league trajectory. Who's to say after you lead them to a title that you don't sign a $500 million contract? Exactly. Like that's also on the table. If you're everything you think you are, you, you might've cost yourself $150 million. And you might end up like Scotty Pippen. What's that? You might end up like Scotty Pippen. Oh my God. That's a great it's kind of is a Pippen contract, like a modern day Pippen contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm taking care of him. I'm set for life. Well, I'll tell you what, Fernando, don't be pissing and moaning in six years. Okay. Yeah. Don't be mm-hmm. pissing and moaning in six years that you want a new deal. Cause they already paid you, bro. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, Man. I, I don't, you could, you, you can weigh in on this. Maybe, you know, more than I do, but like, I, I don't see baseball contracts increasing the way they have the past 10 years. Yeah. For, for most, like maybe for guys like him, it, it will, because it's like, Hey, if there isn't a salary cap, we can just sign the fucking guy. He's that good. But like for most, for most baseball players, I, I think now is about as good as it's going to get for a while. Yeah, like, absolutely. like TV isn't getting like, better. That- Ballpark attendance, you yeah. can only charge what you can charge. And it's like, well, uh-huh. the I don't know where the growth is. And then you can you can have temporary growth if you want to have expansion, but everybody knows long term that ends up costing you money. So it's like I, I don't I d I don't see I don't see where the money's gonna get that much better over the next five years. Yeah, no, I uh only in imagination land for sure. Like that that exponential growth is just not like it's pardon me. It's not an exponential growth. It's got a plateau somewhere for sure. Yeah. Cause owners are notoriously cheap. 
Yeah, baseball owners specifically. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why they are, but like maybe because this is a more analytical sport and like they're more business driven. But like NFL owners are flat out romantic about trying to win football games. Like Jerry Jones, like he is an incredibly smart businessman. Sucks at running the Cowboys, but like tries his ass off. Like doesn't care. I'll spend a zillion dollars try to win. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, like the Texas Rangers, it's like, oh, it's not our year. Maybe we'll trade this guy. Let's cut a little payroll here. Let's, you know, it's just it's two different outlooks. And and in my opinion, just looking at like history, modern baseball is the hardest title to win. Like, absolutely. Like, football, we've seen micro-dynasties. Basketball, we've seen micro-dynasties. Um, baseball, when is the last even, like, three-year three stretch since the the 90s Yankees where a team was, like, dominant going to the world? It didn't happen. It doesn't happen. Doesn't doesn't happen. I mean – too hard. The – the Giants won three out of five and three out 10, of six, 14. Right? Three out of six. Yeah. 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 Is that even – I mean, I guess that's a thing. But that's – Well, it was three out of five, so, like, it's not bad. But, you know. Yeah. it's hard, And that's hard to do. Like, trying to undersell it. But, yeah, you know, it's not quite – yeah. And, and even, even in that, even in that, it wasn't the same team that won all those three. Like the the third team exactly. wasn't the first team. It wasn't no, like Peter's no. Yankees that was kind of the same crew, not so much from the first title, but from the second to the fourth. Like that that three people yep. the Yankees had was pretty much the same dudes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um oh, real quick before we talk about some side stories, uh Braves signed Kipnis to a minor league deal with a tryout at camp. Hopefully that works out. He's 34, so he's not exactly in the prime, prime of his career. But those are, those um, are always also, good contracts to kick around because it, let's just say he shows up to camp. He's ready to rip. You guys feel good. He feels good. Maybe something happens to somebody else, and it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other side, and this is pending a physical, uh, but we did sign Jake Lamb as well. Hey. I I, th- I think I think when you get cheap depth, you go with cheap depth, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you're picking up at this point. Like, yep. Hey, kick the tires, and and if there's nothing there, you're not out anything. Yep. And uh, we are also at this point. Rumor has it we are trying to re-sign Shane Green. We'll see if that works out. Be a nice addition for sure. Um, because we did lose Melanson to San Diego, so that kind of sucks. But, you know, we'll hopefully figure something out. And by God, I think I've said it on most every episode we've done. I feel like it's our year. I really do, man. Um, <laughs> things have to work out. The cool thing is you're still going for it, right? Like, yep. like you came up short and you came up short. But you're still going for it. Like you're you're still pushing, you're still trying. Like and I would like to point out, by the way, that the Dodgers who two seasons ago, twenty nineteen, uh, the one that they lost to the Nats in the division, 
um, quote unquote, the greatest baseball team ever. We were told next year, add Mookie Betts to the team. Right. (laughs) That's an upgrade. They cheated. We had them on the, we had them on the ropes three to one, three to one. And we played the first ever us, the Astros, Rays and Dodgers. All four of us played the first ever pennant where it was seven games in seven days. That is insane. That's never been done before. I don't think it will ever be done again, God willing. And we still damn near went to the World Series with a mash unit pitching rotation. So we are good. We are very good. We just got to take that next step and be great. That's all. No, and, and, and everyone's going to focus this year on San Diego, L.A. Well, only one team can win that division. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the Dodgers. I'm sorry. Unless something mm-hmm. stupid happens, mm-hmm. it's going to be the Dodgers because they upgraded again because that's what rich teams do. Mm-hmm. But in a seven-game series, in an NLCS, there's no reason to think that your Braves can't beat them. Like, there's no reason yeah, to think no. that. Like, I it's, know we it's can. there. So. Here's the thing. I know we can. Like, we were a frog hair away from doing it last year. Yeah. Like, I know talent is there yeah no it's it's in and it's a matter of, of but it's a matter of weird things like baseball's funny like injuries happen weird things happen yep. like uh, going back to the how we got on this track like it's a hard sport to win it's a really hard yep. sport to to be sustainably great i think baseball's the hardest yeah like Again, back-to-back yeah, titles haven't happened in the last two decades. Think about it that way. Yeah, you know every every other like, it's one of those in like, the past twenty years. Every other major sport has, baseball hasn't. So, yeah. But I will say this: like barring injury, like baseball is again hardest. Like repeating a title damn near impossible in baseball but that being said once you build up the farm and the farm you know the chickens come to roost and your your farm that you built up is now in the majors and they're killing it you will stay in contention barring major injury for quite a while like it's not like an nfl situation where you can go like a super bowl loss to out of the playoffs next year like that's kind of rare also true yeah yeah no it is uh it's it's hard to fall that far, but like like I, this goes way back to before you were born. But like when uh, in the early '90s, 1991, mm-hmm. when you guys first went to the World Series, the whole slogan on the Turner Networks was "Worst to first because the Braves were literally <laughs> in last place, and the next year they were winning the division, and that was like their mantra: yep. "Worst to first. And it was so it was actually really so cool at the time. <laughs> a little history for you that's great I didn't even know that yeah i i didn't you know like you said that's actually before my time um hey a couple of side stories i want to hit on real quick um cam newton was at a camp this weekend and they weren't wearing their mask uh, no, anyway um kidding they weren't but whatever um <laughs> cam newton's on video and this attendee at camp is heckling him a high school kid tackling him saying he's gonna go broke he's a free agent he's insulting him and cam newton is not responding very well he's saying like hey i'm rich i'm rich blah 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 like i'm gonna get paid and like you can tell cam newton is upset and 
Cam Newton being the adult didn't respond well. The the wisest he looked at any point was when he said, where's your dad? Because it said to me, like, okay, well, he wants to, like, not going to do any good talking to this kid. Like, I need to talk to his father. Um, Cam Newton certainly didn't look good. The kid looked awful. <laughs> because here you sit, you're you're at a football camp. There's a freaking former MVP running this thing and you're over here heckling him what the hell is your problem yeah i mean the the kid's an asshole don't get me wrong like the kid is an asshole and i'm not defending the kid with with what i'm about to say but yeah kids are assholes okay like yes they are like kids Mm -hmm. are assholes like Mm -hmm. why cam newton can't like deduce that why he isn't bigger than that he should be bigger than mm-hmm. that um like he this kid could literally be heckling cam newton at a football camp it's a fucking football camp the kid's trying to learn how to play football better right yeah all cam newton literally has to do when this kid's talking shit is throw the football like screw around like warm up ignore the kid and if he's annoyed enough to do anything, Cam, hit the Heisman pose. People will laugh their ass off. There'll be a cool viral video about you and then just go about your business. Right? <laughs> like, that's yeah. simple. Period. Like, how superstars do their shit. Now, I'll take it a step further. The quarterback he tried to succeed in New England is Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Do you think Tom Brady would be sitting there at a camp even – I'm not saying Cam's Tom, nobody's Tom, but I'm just saying, like, like if you're going to – if you like, this is the difference between a Cam Newton and a Tom Brady. Cam Newton should have won a Super Bowl. Cam Newton got super rattled in a Super Bowl and lost the game. Tom Brady has seven of these motherfuckers. So, like, <laughs> there's something to be said for, like, poise and understanding how to handle yourself. And I'll leave it at that. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to disparage Cam Newton. He's, he's pretty good. He'll never be great. He'll, he's probably on the downslope of his career. But like, there, mm-hmm. I would agree. There's something to be said for just handling yourself as a professional. Yeah. And, and here, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Cam definitely could have handled himself so much better, but, like, that kid, like, in, God, three years, hopefully sooner for his sake, he's going to see that and be like, man, I was such an asshole. I really regret that I acted like that. Dude, if that's my kid, I mean, like, I can't say what I would do because it's not the 90s. Mm -hmm. But I would Mm -hmm. do what what I would in the 90s, what my dad would have done to me. And I'll leave it at that. Like, that's my kid. Yeah. That video, I'm like, son, I saw your video with Cam Newton. <laughs> There's a shed over here. Let's go walk over there and talk yep. about this. But we ain't going to do any talking. <laughs> Hell, this may be – yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, this may be um, a bit rash on my end. But if I'm the dad in that situation, I say, um, turn in your pads. You're not playing. Really? Sorry, You're not going to let him play? 
nope actions have consequences dude see i i i i guess see we come from two different like you know areas i i i might i might i might say to his left tackle i might say you know hey let the gate fling free a little bit <laughs> in practice <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's great you know it's, it, and here's my thing like like I get where you're coming from and I'm, I'm not here to mm-hmm. like, if that's where you, like the route you would want to go, I'm not even saying that's wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. Where I come from yeah. on that is um, I think, I think if my son was stupid enough to yell at Cam Newton in that fashion, then like mm-hmm. pulling him out of football and pulling him out of organization and pulling him out of like a structure is probably the stupidest thing I can do. Cause he's going to do fair. a whole bunch of other stupid things. So I like to keep him in it and let's make him learn and let's let him figure out the good things about football. So that in three years time, like you said, he looks back and goes, I was a real asshole, you know? Yeah. Because he had all the let me ask learning you. lessons. Yeah. You got to have those learning experiences for sure. And that's, that's fair. You're, you're starting to win me over on your side, but cause I already know my answer. Well, pardon me. I think I know my answer. I don't actually have a son. But um, are you going to necessarily push your son towards football, if you don't mind me asking? That's a great question. Um, how'd you like the old Ronald Reagan answer there? <laughs> old Ryan, Ronald Reagan, I learned Amazing. in college, is, is you get asked a, a tough question, you go, that's a great question. It gives you enough time to <laughs> banter around a little bit. Uh, think about it. I have heard of that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question, Caleb. Um, no, it's, it's funny you say that, uh, I played, I played from the time I could until the time I couldn't, um, mm-hmm. the time I couldn't was my senior year of high school, played all the way through, um, yep. wasn't big enough to play in college. So just reference there, mm-hmm. but played varsity. Okay. I was okay. Started good enough. Uh, all league my senior year, nothing special. No D, no D1 scholarships. Not, not anything special. But yeah. best times of my life until I had kids and, like, did shit with them. Like, best times of my life was playing football, you know. Yep. I still think about it. it. It helps the way that I enjoy watching the game now is because I played it. And, I, you know, you know what to look for and that stuff. Um. I know it's super dangerous, but yeah, uh, my wife loves football. Super cool with our son playing it. And uh, yeah, there was a time where where we talked even before we had a son, and I was like, we only had two girls, and I was like, well, maybe we won't even have to worry about this. She's like, yeah, if we had ever had a boy, he'd play, right? And I'm like, yeah, I guess he would. So yeah, um, if he wants to, he can, and I'll help him in the best way possible because it was too much of a positive experience in my life. It's still like in a positive way, even to this day, the way that like I do my day job has been impacted from lessons I learned in football. I would never take that away. Mm -hmm. Never take it away. Yeah. And that's not, that's not ignoring the inherent dangers of the sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like uh, I'm kind of in the same boat in that hypothetical of like, well, and for me, it's hypothetical for you, you know, this is a situation you're going to have to come to one day. It's a situation you'll have to come to. You'll get there. (laughs) Hypothetically, (laughs) like, uh, 
I appreciate that. Um, but in this hypothetical, I'm definitely not going to necessarily push my kid towards it, but I'm not going to say, no, you can't play either. Mm-hmm. Um, if thing I might try to, and I'd have to be oh so subtle because I wouldn't want the kid to resent it. I would more push him towards baseball just because I love baseball. Mm-hmm. And one of my regrets is that I didn't play baseball in high school. Like, See, here, that's I, funny I, you say that, okay? Because I love baseball, too. And you know that, obviously, if you listen uh, to the last 15 minutes of our podcast. But if, mm-hmm. if like, and I, I love baseball, but I, I th- I've thought about this because I was never a great baseball player. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I was pretty good at football. I could, t- I could teach my son a lot about football. I can't teach my son, other than like knowing what I've watched, you know, about baseball. I really can't teach my son and go in the backyard and be like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Like, I can, you know, watch YouTube videos and what I was taught, but I'm not that good. Where I is with football, I can fundamentally show him how to play the game. And I'm like, if he wanted to do it, like that would be so cool because I could literally make him better. As with baseball, I'd be like, your dad can't hit for shit. He doesn't have much of an arm, kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, my, uh, I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I couldn't hit to hit the broadside of a barn, so to speak. But um, that being said, my defense, and I only played like through to like middle school. So (laughs) like from like age nine to 14. Um, but I, I still love it and I still regret not, you know, going through playing in high school. Uh, but that being said, um, my defense, cause I played second base a lot. So my, my infield defense, pretty good. I can get by on that, but I've got three brothers, two of them played baseball. One of them, uh, was a walk on at a Juco here in Kansas, man. Um, and that's not a big brag, but what whatever. are you, what are, what are you um, related to Tommy Mansky? What's that now? I said you're related to Tommy Mansky. <laughs> you're you're too uh, young no, to know the reference. <laughs> but ESPN uh, you, ESPN used to run Tommy Mansky's baseball fundamentals videos. <laughs> they would sell them like during Sports Center breaks. Amazing, yeah, amazing, yeah. But Mark like, to me, it's up. like well, worst comes to worst, I just okay have the uncles come over help them out a little bit, you know. Hey, that that there's there's no problem with that. Like like I yeah. said, if if um, and, and it's funny because if 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 I had my druthers, my son would just play basketball. Like literally, Ooh. it's the ones I didn't play basketball. Um, I wrestled. Yeah, but it's the coolest sport. It's the like it's it's yeah. literally the coolest sport. Like it's the the cool sport. Like play that. At the same time, I can also sit here and say he's in the fifty-fourth percentile for height. I'm not sure that's going to be his bag. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure my son will be playing basketball, but like, you know, you never know. Growth spurts, all that shit. But yeah. yeah, going back to the football thing, I have no problem with it. I really don't, and I know the dangers. But I knew the dangers in seventh grade when I played. You played football, yep. right? 
Yes, I did. I played uh, from like age 10 all the way through to the end of my high school career. Right. Nobody ever sat like nobody ever sat you down and said like you could die out here. But at the same point, I guarantee in every initial practice, they were like, this is what happens if you tackle this way. Keep your head up. Do this. Do that. Right. Like everyone went through that. Yeah. No, that's the thing, like, growing up, and God, I hope they do it different now. I hope they're, like, not necessarily discouraging oh, yeah. kids, because I don't want kids to be discouraged from playing football or, you know, engaging in athletics, because athletics, you know, leads to, you know, okay, you got to work out, you know, got to get your physical fitness up, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I hope they're educating these kids, man, and telling them, like, hey, you know, like, this is a dangerous sport. This is an inherently dangerous sport. Because although that you know they did we did get proper tackling techniques and so on and so forth, it was never really spelled out for us like, hey, like this could cause major head trauma that could affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, my my buddy is a coach now. He coaches at a pretty elite high school, and that's what they do now. Mm-hmm. Like they they straight up they they have these tackling wheels. They roll them out. It teaches you perfect form. Where if you were tackling a running back, it's it's amazing. So. Like the technology's there and, and is only getting better. So I like from that aspect, like like the coaching's there. I, I think the parenting isn't there. Like I think there's still a lot of, <laughs> you know, hit him mentality, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. from the parents. But uh yeah. by the time my son's old enough, I, I, I hope we're closer to what I want it to be. Yeah. He can uh Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he can go out there and he could fuck his knee up. Uh, and let me ask you ever been uh drunk at a bar in norman oklahoma and uh get choked out by someone who's got who who you've got 50 pounds on okay um i i've never like 50 percent of that i have been drunk in a bar (laughs) i have had 50 pounds on someone i've never been choked out Mm -hmm. So, so it's a Norman, Oklahoma part and the being chucked out part, but I'm like 50% of the way there. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Well, Spencer Jones, who's apparently a receiver slash holder for the Oklahoma Sooners, um, by the, by the video, and we've only seen a, you know, we, we only see a little bit of it, you know, cause that's how things go, man. You know, things come out in spurts and, you know, maybe you get like, Hey, this is more of the backstory from an eyewitness, whatever. All we know is there was some drunken shit talking going on between uh, Spencer Jones, the again, receiver, the Sooners, blah, blah, blah. And this unnamed, (laughs) unnamed, presumed college kid uh, who apparently had a decade's worth of MMA training, whether it's like, oh, hey, he does BJJ on the weekend, whatever. Uh, I would also like to point out this guy that choked out the uh, football player, rocking cowboy boots, too. Just put it over the top, man. Whole ass cowboy boots. Dude. First things first. I I I love I love what happened to the the to the football player. Like I do. Mm-hmm. Um two if you like cowboy boots go one of two ways. That's what I've seen. You either own those boots and you're the baddest motherfucker in the place. You're a complete mm-hmm. poser bitch and everyone knows it. Like that's yep. those those things, it sits one side of the there is no middle of the road of those bad boys. Nope. 
See, that's the thing. Like, I like the way boots look, and I like the way cowboy hats look. With you. I never wear either. I never wear either of those because that's not my style. Like, everyone would know if I put one on, put a hat on, put boots on. They'd know, like, oh, he's full of shit. That's not him at all. Like, that's why I wear the hoodies. That's why I wear the ball cap because, like, yeah, that's me. That's Caleb. Man, dude, you're speaking my language right now. I have, I have, (laughs) I have a, like, looked admiringly at some boots never bought them the only boots i have are literally the work boots i have to like do shit (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. build shit and they're utilitarian but like Mm -hmm. like no i'm i'm a sneakers (laughs) and uh yeah yeah I'm, i'm i'm wearing a hoodie i'm wearing you know my cardinals cap or you know my Formula One Mercedes Patronus cap. I'm wearing some kind of baseball hat. Mm-hmm. I, the cowboy hat thing actually throws me because, like, from where I live, that means a different thing. So, like, that means stu- stupidity to me. But the cowboy boots, <laughs> that's fucking Dusty Rhodes, baby. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pull them off like a motherfucker. Um, so I don't try to, but I'm with you. I want to, I want, I want to think about it, you know, maybe for like my, you know, my 50th birthday, I'll wear some, but it's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> that's great, man. That's great. But like the, and the thing with, cause again, that's not me. Like, okay. I would like to wear cowboy boots, boots, whatever. I'm more into sneakers myself. Like I, I own a good yeah. portion. Like I, I own a fair amount of all this fuck. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I own a pretty good amount of Nike sneakers. Yeah. And the, the main reason I stopped buying was um after, you know, not and it's not directly related. It's not like, oh my god, they were playing they were paying Colin Kaepernick. No way can I support him. It was more like, you know, they were grandstanding and, you know, getting on a soapbox. Meanwhile, oh, hey, there's sweats, uh, sweatshops in China. It's like, that's a bit hypocritical, and I don't think I can buy another pair. Yeah. How about, how about you pay your workers a living wage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, this is going to, because, and I think it's pretty fucking obvious, you know, based on where I'm from, how I speak, um, some of the viewpoints I share on Twitter. I'm registered Republican, of course, lean libertarian. No shit. Um, you really guess? Swear to God. Oh, uh, guess, the brand, guess the sports apparel brand I have replaced them with. It's going to be real easy for you, Matt. Is it the same brand that Dwayne the Rock Johnson supports? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, because like. I love even like from a not politically charged place. Like I love the design of the American flag; it's beautiful. No, I, and it shouldn't be politically charged. It's everyone's fucking flag. Mm-hmm. You know that that yeah. that's what gets me. Like, okay, this will get canceled, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Can I say it anyway? Do you care? Feel free. Okay, feel free. My neighbor across the street flies a Blue Lives Matter flag. That's out. stupid. Okay. Like, whatever, bro. I have in my yard an American flag. It's a nice pole. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not going to get into the backstory, but it's an amazing story. My my, uh, my son's grandfather made it for him, for us, to have. Mm -hmm. And it's an American flag. And what I always say is, the difference between my neighbor and myself is, my flag is for everybody who drives down my fucking road. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's not about cops. It's not about whatever. It's literally mm-hmm. for everyone. That's the point of the flag. That's how it was designed. If you want to make yeah. it not about you, that is your prerogative. That is your thinking. That's okay, but that is your thought. The The flag was mm-hmm. designed to represent all 50 fucking states and everyone who lives in mm-hmm. them. If that's not for you, again, if that's not for you, that's that's your decision to make. Yeah, flag represent you, and that's it. And Our yeah, cream. yeah. I don't know how we got from sneakers to that, but that's that's where I'm at. <clears throat> and I would like to just reiterate, like I see those BLM flags, and I'm just they're not BLM. Pardon me. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, BLM, but, but not oh, the it, it's a BLM flag, and it's a Blue Lives Matter flag. It's the same shit. It's like either way, either way. I see those, and I'm just like, well, you're literally defacing a flag. Like and, and the the Blue Lives Matter crowd, especially who, by God, if if they saw someone stomp on a flag or burn a flag, they would have a hissy fit. They'd have a conniption. Yeah. Meanwhile, let me deface a flag in my own way, in my own style. That's okay. Yeah, Stupid. dude. Thank you for pointing that out. It's like I'm literally going to break flag law by but mm-hmm. by, by fucking the flag up to support cops. Mm-hmm. Which, yep, and and it, but 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 again, it, like I understand the support of the BLM flag. I do, and I and I actually support yep. BLM. But yeah, but but flying that flag outside of your house, I I don't I I, I do feel like you're inviting more trouble than it's worth because yep. it's. And it's all it, it's 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 all over the place. It you're, in my opinion, flying the American flag is not a political statement. It's a it's literally nope. an everybody statement. So to fly yeah. another flag in its place is is like kind of saying like no, my tribe is more important than the group. And I guess that's my whole <laughs> message. That that yeah. I guess the end it. <laughs> Like, cause I'm, you know, thinking about trying to get a flagpole out where I live and, um, if everyone, everyone will go for it, um, it it looks so good. Have you seen mine on course, like on Facebook, I I posted up there. You'll have to send that to me. I will. But I'm thinking of course, American flag, and this is going to fly below it, deliberately below it. You already know where I'm going. Braves flag. Braves insignia, yeah, for sure. that's cool as fuck. I love, dude. I love double flags, and that's how it should be. Like, yeah, um, where I grew up, like in, in certain pockets, there's like a huge like Italian community. So you'll see, and it's mm-hmm. actually a cool look because they'll have the the big American flag, and then below it, but it'll be shorter. So if you get your Braves flag just a hair shorter than the American flag, it looks even better. Um, they would fly okay. the Italian flag, and it looks really cool. You know. You just have to do it in like a stylish way. Yeah. 
So for sure, yeah, shorten up the blade, the Braves flag, just make it a little bit shorter, and it'll it'll look amazing. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Don't ask permission. Just put it up, and and if anyone <laughs> be like, fucking take it down. <laughs> now it's your problem. <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. That is great. Just take it down. Yeah, it's on you. Man, I, but to me, then there, there's the whole, like, oh, we got to half-mast it at, you know, these particular dates. And there are certain situations where I'm a little lazy, you yeah. know? I'm with you. Um, I'll be honest with you. No, I it, don't. Um, I, you, you don't half-mast your flag? No, don't half-mast my flag. 11 not even on 9-11 living in New York, you don't half-mass your flag? Caleb, do you want it on record or not? <laughs> yes, uh, we've already said enough to get ourselves canceled. Yeah. Let's add a little bit more. The, the Look, and, and this is honestly the, the way that I look at it. With, with where we're at, with like everything that's going on, it's like I can show my patriotism by putting a flag outside of my house. And on those days that I'm not doing it right, you know, condemn me for that. But the fucker's still up there for a reason. <laughs> you know, it, it's still up there for a reason. There's a light on it for, for when it rains or for when it's dark. Like, I'm doing the right things there. Uh do I always remember to lower it to half mass? No, I don't. And I'll be the first to admit it. But uh, I'm also the first one to burn a Confederate flag if you were to ever put one in front of me. So, hey, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I get you, man. I get you. Oh, that's another thing. Because you, you probably don't see many of those in New York, I'm hoping. Oh, but buddy, I look buddy, 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 buddy. Oh, no. Way, way, way too many of those. Like, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like I see one and it's like, you know, I, I, I try to make it like there's a million. I'm not saying there's yeah. a, as many as where you live, but there's yeah. a lot of them. And there's a lot of tattoos yeah. and there's a lot of uh, truck decals and fucking bumper stickers. Yep. There's a lot mm-hmm. of that shit where I live. And it's, I've, I've said it forever. It's so fucking weird. Why are you supporting losers? <laughs> we live, <laughs> we're, we're the winners. <laughs> we won. Yeah. We're the union. <laughs> it's like, I was going to say, yeah, you're like in Yankee territory. Yeah. Why, why the hell are they flying those over there. Like over here, I get it. Like right. to, a, to a degree. Right. To a degree, Southern I get it. Like, Southern heritage, right? Like that makes sense. I guess, yeah. I mean, I still think like, you know, we were, you know, Confederate states were absolved. Oh, or, yeah. pardon me. Um not absolved, but uh absorbed. Yeah. Rather. No, it's stupid as shit, but at least if you wanted to go on their Southern Heritage, it's like, okay, I get that. But up here it's like yeah. We won. Why are you supporting losers? <laughs> like, yeah. we beat them. It's yeah. very, very yeah. stupid. But the people who do that are usually very, very stupid. So, um, yeah. I hate to be like condescending and I hate to be elitist, but I think this case, I'll Matt, be both. 
<laughs> yeah. Matt, we're and we're about to get out of here, guys. We really are. But um yeah. Have you noticed as, as someone who hosts a minimum of like three podcasts a week, um is podcasting a quote unquote art form for the narcissist? I ask you this because I think it is. It absolutely is. Um because we started this as a wrestling podcast, but it turned into flag banter. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. I mean, it, it's very narcissistic because it, it's it's self-serving to the people who do it. Now, at the same time, mm-hmm. we're asking nothing in return. So, yeah, I guess that makes it even more self-serving. Like, we're not trying to serve any masters. Like, radio, at least radio is like, was always trying to like appeal to a, a group of people, you know, whoever the listener base would be. Um, TV the same, but yeah, podcasting and YouTube would pretty much be certain, you know, as narcissistic as you could get in a in a broadcast yeah. media standpoint. I mean, I mean, now conversely, I'm trying to be as entertaining as I can be. And I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying I'm trying to be. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, so anyone who's dumb enough to go on with us for, for an hour and 20 minutes, I'm, I'm trying to be entertaining. Um, but that, that's up to yeah. me to judge, you know. I never go back and listen yeah. to any of our shows. So for that point, I guess it's not narcissistic because there, there's no vanity in this. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I do like, and I will say this: I do this show. I do Grave Consequences. I do Hero Cast. Dude, your Hero Cast does. Can I stop you for a second? Your Hero Cast is so fucking good. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, it, it is. And uh, if you're not listening to it, Caleb, tell them where they can find it because it is it, it's really fucking good. Eddie and Caleb Hero Cast. Look for that basically wherever you download your, your podcast. If you're on Android, you know, you've got a number of whether it's like Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker, whatever the hell else you use on Android. Apple Podcast, if you're an iPhone user such as myself, uh, those drop every Wednesday night after NXT and AEW Dynamite. Um, so that being said, what are you like a semi-regular listener and don't lie to me. Don't, don't worry about, you know, sparing my feelings. I don't expect one listen from anybody. I appreciate literally every listen that I get. Am I? Yes, I am. Really? Yeah. Well, I do appreciate that. That's why I was just putting <laughs> you over. I didn't put over your I other do. one. Cause I don't listen to it. <laughs> Well, and that's a that's a thing of like it's about a wrestling show from six. A it's about a wrestling show that nobody ago. watched. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So it's like, well, you know, not everyone's gonna, you know, that's not everyone's cup of tea. Even though, again, but I was saying, you know, Hero Cast, this um, Grave Consequences, literally all passion projects. Like I do those for the love of the game. Obviously, I don't get paid a cent. Um, you could argue I give up money by doing the podcast because whether it's like, oh, you know, could have done whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. You could have you could have uh, read a give book up. to further your career, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Could have, you know, done you know, whatever, but you're definitely giving up time for sure. Dude, I don't um, I don't give a shit. In six months, it's gonna be Matt and Caleb's kettlebell podcast. We're gonna be fucking fat shaming everybody. 
and we're going to be yes. doing it live from a treadmill. <laughs> um, and I say this, I, and I, by the way, uh, folks, this, I, this might become that. <laughs> I say this as a current um, fat man. If someone wants to fat shame me for for my own good, feel free. Like I welcome it. I really do. You told now, me I'm not that. Saying... Literally, you literally, you literally texted me. Fat shame me till I get to my goal weight. Yep, exactly. That's because like I thrive on negative energy, man. Like I and don't get me wrong, like I love hearing the you know you know when people tell me like, hey, you look a little, you look a little bit leaner and getting the like wow reacts on my Facebook post. Like that's cool, that's cool and all, but like it's the negative reinforcement that drives yeah. me, man. What is that? Like I, I'm with you because I'm I'm the same way. It's like you mm-hmm. you thirst for the positive feedback. Like it's like I think you know you're doing it for you, but like you're like you know when people see me, I'll be X, and when they do, they're like, "You look good," and it almost doesn't make you feel uncomfortable because I know when I made positive changes, people have been like like whether it's physically or like. I explained very intimately to only a very few people, like something that I've done, like, like with my job, like positively financially or whatever. And they'll be like, man, that's amazing. That's so cool. And I'll get uncomfortable as fuck. And yeah, it's all I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. It's like you, you, you're like this black hole for wanting the praise, but when it comes, it, you're very <laughs> uncomfortable. I hope yeah, back out of that. But yeah, if you if you want to hit me with a you can't do this, oh baby, that that's all I want. That's all I want. The mm-hmm. that is gasoline directly under the fire, and it's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you are daring yeah. me. To, you're daring me. You don't think I can do this? Well, watch that. You know. Yeah. So I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. You. It's the negative reinforcement can can supercharge you. I mean. I hate to keep bringing the name up, but I don't know if you saw Tom Brady's Twitter post recently, but he literally took all of the sports talk radio and ESPN sound bites about how he was washed and rolled them into Super Bowl yeah. highlights. Like it's that's that's how you have to do it. Yeah. It's one of those things like and again I alluded to it earlier. Um we're both kind of naturally narcissistic. Most podcast hosters are because in a lot of cases, the people that host these, like they feel like, Oh, I've got something to say and people need to hear it. Whereas for me, it's like, I've got something I want to discuss. And if people want to hear it, awesome. But no, anyway, like it comes from the, the natural narcissism in my opinion, that again, <laughs> most podcasters have, uh, especially, and especially those, trying to do something um but yeah i think again i'm I'm blathering on here i know i am but i think again it's just a narcissistic um and you know whether that's good bad or whatever it's a narcissistic um habit that's the word i was looking for there we go yeah yeah no of like again because because i mean of like yeah we're we're not sorry paid money to do this Mm-hmm. And we're not doing this no, with like, any with with any like like thoughts that tomorrow this is going to yield any kind of meaningful money. 
or meaningful thing mm-hmm. or meaningful anything. So it's like it's just fulfilling whatever narcissistic yeah. tendencies we have. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, if we didn't do this, this uh, audio on Anchor, this is literally just a Facebook Messenger or Twitter DM conversation we'd be having. It's just we wouldn't be having it audibly. That's all. Yeah, it's way easier like this. So that again, folks, if you're listening this far in, it's not for you. This is for us. <laughs> it's entirely for us. That's the thing. But but but, but, uh, but and I'll tell you this, and then we're gonna we are gonna get out of here because I I gotta go to bed. It's fucking one thirty. But um, I yep. will tell you this real quick. I've seen the progress mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah, you have dropped weight. You never look mm-hmm. heavy as you claim to be. I can't wait to see where, like, when you get where you're trying to go, and mm-hmm. when, like, when, when do you think you'll get there? Like, probably like next year, right? Like, it's gonna take a while, right? It's gonna take a while. Uh, when I put in my goal weight at the start, they said like, "Hey, expect you know if you do right by your diet and everything, expect August of next year." It's like I'm in for the long haul, man. Yeah, I think I think I think if you stay on the on the path, August mm-hmm. August of 2022 is when it said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. On the path, you'll be there March April. March April. That'd be nice. Yeah, you'll you'll get there very... quicker than you think you will. Yeah. Though those apps always stay super conservative because they don't. <laughs> Again, they're they're kind of in the app business. They they don't want to let anyone down. They don't want to make anybody feel bad. So they want to make goals super easy mm-hmm. to reach. Um, I can tell from talking to you, you're actually setting a real goal and going for it. So you're gonna smash that. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the thing though, I was gonna bring up about like the the need for negative reinforcement was we naturally like we just kind of need opposition. And if we're not getting that, you know, we have to just make it up in our mind or we have to become our own opposition, which is completely unhealthy. So, by God, you almost hope and pray that someone will doubt you, you know, Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Did you watch The Last Dance? I did. Yeah, I did. You saw this action with the guy from the Washington Bullets or I don't know if you remember it or not, but the guy from the Bullets lit Jordan up. Lit Jordan up. Mm-hmm. After the game, he said, nice game, Mike. So Mike harbored that, and he kept it to himself. And the next time they played the Bullets, mm-hmm. Jordan destroyed them, took them apart. <laughs> and after the game, he told the story to a journalist. He goes, he really say nice game, Mike. And Jordan winked at him like, no, I made that shit up just to fire myself <laughs> up. Like that. Oh, man. Sometimes that's the psychosis you have to have. Like you, you the, the, okay. I don't have any negative energy to motivate me. Well, I'm going to make it up. And yep. unfortunately, like that can be useful to a point, but I also, yep. I was listening to a podcast recently and I heard the other coin, the other side of the coin, and it was kind of like refreshing to hear. And they said they go, like we all want to be Michael Jordan when he hoists the sixth NBA championship, but we don't want to be 
50s Michael Jordan sitting in that chair on the last dance, spiteful as fuck, still angry at everybody. Like, there has to be that balance or you're going to kind of end up like him and you're going to have, like, Michael Jordan is, like, at this point in his life, is a miserable man, which is weird to say. He's a fucking billionaire. He's the greatest athlete to ever live. He's won six titles, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Day he yeah. wakes up, he's miserable, and like, so like, you don't want to, you don't want to let that negative, like, shit drive you to be that way either. So like, you you, you have yeah. to rein it in. It's like the closest uh, wrestling comparison I can give is Bret Hart. Oh, literally, that's like that's a good one. The the best of his time for sure. Like he had the natural charisma. He could talk pretty well. Uh, one of the best technicians we've ever seen, probably the best technician until Chris Benoit came to WCW um, and, you know, started to get real exposure. Yeah. Cause but he, he off is so top bit. rope. Fuck. What's that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I go, he's, cause Chris could jump off the fucking top rope. <laughs> Brock couldn't. Uh, head, head, but second on yeah. the inside, baby. Yep. Oh man, headbutt headbutt joke. Nice, uh, nice work there, Matt. <laughs> Canceled. Uh, Canceled for the eighth time. But no, like you look back and like, yeah, like he, like he really got screwed by McMahon. But he is so bitter, and it's sad. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's actually like lag lagged him down because. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a point where pity can get you to a to a like a certain level, and like all fans could feel for him with his whole situation, and and there's a lot of shitty things that happen to him, but at some point, yeah, the world moves on from that pity and goes, yeah, well now you're just a bitter asshole. Like we're yep. not we're not going to sit wallow and sit in your pity forever, Brett. Like. You can move on, and we'll support you as one of the best ever. But if you're just going to sit there and piss your pants, then you're going to sit there and piss your pants by yourself, baby. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. Jeez, I guess on that note, because we've been going at it for an hour and a half, it looks like. Really long. We are going to get out of here, folks. Uh, We thank you for listening. God bless you, and have a good 